Welcome to We Got Goals, the podcast by asweatlife.com. This season, our eighth season, we're featuring topics from our crew of expert writers responding to moments in pop culture or whatever the hell we feel like talking about. And this week, we're touching on TikTok trends. What a wild couple of years it's been for that social media outlet. And because we're talking about social media, let's remember that there is good and there's bad everywhere. Like Facebook, for example, a little over a decade ago, it was a pivotal part of the Egyptian uprising that we now know as the Arab Spring. Good for you, Facebook. But now it's the reason you know that guy from your hometown thinks that the moon landing was staged and the earth is flat. And Twitter. Oh, Twitter. There's an entire Wikipedia page memorializing the various revolutions organized on Twitter, and now it's it's Twitter. Anyway, TikTok was largely popularized as families, pods, and kids danced and danced and danced during the pandemic. But it was launched in China, or a version of it was anyway, in 2016. But in 2021, Cloudflare ranked TikTok as the most used website, surpassing Google. I know that sounds completely unbelievable, but the source is in our show notes, so believe it. And TikTok has been called addictive, which can be in part to its extremely intelligent algorithm, or as Kimmy Schmidt likes to call it, the algorithm. It gains a quick understanding of who you are, what you care about, and who you're attracted to. And so if you're watching videos on a topic like weight loss, for example, it could start to serve you dangerous content that pushes you towards disordered eating. But on the flip side, if you're looking for motivation to move your body and feel stronger, it could start to serve you exactly what you need. Or you could nudge to do a 75 hard. Who knows? By the way, I'm Gina Anderson, co-founder of A Sweat Life. And joining me today is Kelly Matkovich, who leads our community, and David Robertson, who's an A Sweat Life writer, a fitness professional, a publicist by day, and the author of the article on asweatlife.com that inspired this week's episode, How to Determine if a TikTok Trend is Safe. Phew, David, Kelly, what is good? Oh, man. Since we're on the, the topic of pop culture, a good thing for me this week, Janet Jackson's going on tour again. So I am very excited. Concerts are back. So that's fun. I love it. Kelly, what's good? Ooh, I'm actually going to stay with the pop culture um, trend. I just bought tickets to um, go to this concert in Aspen, Colorado, and it's like an outdoor festival with Jack White and Kygo, and it'll be fun. Ooh. I love that for you. Listen to all these concerts. <laughs> I was like, I just thought I of this. Like, hmm. I felt like David had something to add. David, were you I excited mean, about that concert? Yeah, that, that sounds great. Kygo, I mean... Jack White, good lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say my good thing is actually David's uh, playlist that he creates for his sweat life every month. Um, They are quite delightful. We will link to them in the show notes. We share them in our newsletters on Sundays and on social media. So if you're not following us on Instagram, hit follow there. And if you're not subscribed to our emails, we'll make sure you can do that. I am honored. I love making those playlists. I'm Mm -hmm. glad people are listening to them and enjoying them. What a privilege. (laughs) All right, David, let's talk about what led you to write the article about TikTok trends in the health space and whether they're safe. What what brought you to that? And what did you learn while you were researching it? Absolutely. So 
I had decided to write this piece because working in PR, I'm constantly reading different news outlets, particularly like lifestyle and fitness publications um, from Women's Health to Shape Magazine and so on. So a lot of outlets are writing about these like individual TikTok trends, like the hot girl walks, the shy girl workouts. I mean, like the million and one challenges that are out there for people to try with fitness. Um, And all the articles were just like talking about how great they are and like coming from the mindset of a fitness professional who's been doing this for 10 years now um, and I have my degree in kinesiology, I was like, but are they really that great? Like, is every single one actually that awesome? And sometimes you just wonder if these outlets are like covering the topic because it's good clickbait or like, you know, good for web traffic, just like using those buzzy names that are all over TikTok. So I wanted to dig in a little bit more on the validity of these trends and ask some experienced trainers, you know, what they were thinking and um, get like an honest opinion. And uh, it was really fun to dig into that and kind of like research how effective they actually are. I love that. And what what was the consensus? I think what I learned is that a lot of trainers felt about the same as I do. So I'm as a fitness professional, like I am thrilled that anyone gets up and is moving as we all know very well at a sweat life. It's just a movement as medicine. However, like, but then what, like once you're moving, you know, are you doing the moves correctly? You know, how do you progress beyond just like the one shy girl workout that they showed you on that TikTok? or is the person you're following even credible? So I learned that the questions raised by these viral posts and these challenges outweigh like the solutions that they're giving you in the fitness space. So, um, I think it's great to get people moving, but we definitely, you know, need to educate them and like find ways for them to keep that going in an effective way. Oh, I love that. So between Kelly and me, um, Kelly is much more of a TikToker than I am. Kelly, are there any TikTok like fitness trends that you're seeing and actually liking that you want to get David's opinion on? Um, that's a great question. I, I mean, so I think that there's two different ways to look at it. I like things like hot girl walks. It's like easily accessible. Anyone can go for a walk. I think it's a great tip for anyone. So I think there are definitely trends out there that are very like, this is great. Let's keep it going. I didn't even know about shy girl workouts until I read um, the <laughs> article. I didn't know that was fake. I was like, this is, I think that's, it's kind of cool too. It's another way, like getting, getting females into the strength section of the gym is always difficult. Um, I, Luckily, my TikTok feed hasn't been anything where I'm like, this isn't good. I can say from my past, when I've done fitness trends that included nutrition, that's where it's gotten really weird for me. I'm like, why isn't this sustainable? Oh, because I'm not eating enough, (laughs) you know? So I think that kind of gets weird, and I don't like that. For sure. I think nutrition is definitely a stickier subject. I think like especially when it's like hot girl walks for fitness, it's literally just rebranding the walk. It's so general and so accessible. Like that's great. But the more specific I think a trend gets, like some of the shy girl workouts I've seen are like, so like have so many specific exercises that like for a newbie, you might not be able to execute those well. And then snowballing off of that into nutrition even further, you know, nutrition is so specific with your macronutrients and like counting calories, things like that, that just the general TikToker or person on social media 
you know, might not be able to follow it super well or like be doing something wrong. So I think the more specific a trend gets, the more um, you need to like verify it's like safety or like the, the credibility of the person posting it. I think it just definitely helps at that point if you just go see like a, a dietitian or someone that can like guide you along the way. Yeah, that's such great advice. Um, and while we're on the topic, can you define what a shy girl workout is? Mm-hmm. I've actually, I, I need your help here for the listener. and for Yeah, people. shy girl workouts from what I've researched and like seen on social media feeds, it's usually just like a batch of exercises, strength exercises that um, can be easily done in like the corner of the weight room for women who may be a little more shy, you know, getting into the, the weight room, which is often just like, too much testosterone and like uh, even I don't really love Mm -hmm. going into the weight room sometimes but like um, it's a good way like for them to just like kind of stay in their space be in their lane a few exercises that they can do like with their bench Um, and I know that there's like some varying like it depends on like who's posting but that's kind of the gist I've seen from the shy girl workout that's awesome and I think a, a great transition to the next question I had David I want to know what advice you would give to listeners in vetting the influencers and TikTok trends. You you outlined like some awesome advice in your article um, and you mentioned it here uh, just to it depends on who's posting, right? Like how so how should we how should we vet our influencers? For sure. I think the number one thing is making sure they have like a certification or a degree in like fitness or if they're posting about nutrition, make sure that they have like certifications in that. Um, there's so many resources you can look up to find out the different fitness certifications. There's like NASM, the um, ACE, AFA, all the alphabet soup that you often see after like people's names when you're looking at like the wall of mm-hmm. personal trainers at the gym. Um, and even beyond just the certification though, I think it's really important that they have real life experience with clients. It's just like, if you get a degree in college, you don't actually know anything to go work the job. Like I got my degree <laughs> in public relations, but like clearly didn't know I actually started working in the field. <laughs> so, um, same goes for like fitness influencers, like great. Anybody can get an ASM certification and take that test. But like, you want like, them to have seen a few clients through on their fitness journey and like actually have gotten results with those people. So, um, or if they're like in the group fitness space, you know, maybe they've been teaching for a while. They have like some devoted clients that have gotten results from their, their workouts. So definitely the real life experience piece is important, um, before you take advice from someone through a screen. Um, cause as we know, the internet is accessible to anybody and anybody can post, um, things. So, and if you, if they're like certifications aren't posted right on their profile, just like DM them and like ask them be like, Hey, I'm just curious, like what your certifications are. I love this workout you posted or something. So I think people are very, they're just humans on the other side. They'll hopefully be nice and help you out. I mean, if they, if they respond with like, how dare you question me? Like there's exactly (laughs) don't do not do that workout. Um, Kelly, any questions you want to add in about TikTok influencers, influencers in general? Um, no, I don't think nothing else to add. Okay, amazing. Let's talk about our own personal experience on social media. This is fun because we are all different ages. Um, some of us are what I would call, or what um, a Sweat Life writer, Chanel Kenner, called the Oregon trail generation, meaning that we played <laughs> oh Oregon gosh, trails yes. in elementary school. 
on computers. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to know, David, what, what's your experience in social media? Like what, what was your first, I don't know, talk to us about AIM and Oh my are. gosh. Well, super embarrassing. My first, I had Instant Messenger and my first screen name was Mo- moviegoer814. Um, which I mean, is <laughs> still pertinent you. today. I mean, I'm going to the movies every week, but, um, yeah, started in those chat rooms, like most millennials, my age, and then moved on to MySpace. you know, had the song on the profile, all that jazz. And then Facebook around like 2008, I believe. Um, and like you mentioned earlier in the, the show, the, like, you know, posting statuses, like way too many. I, they show up on my memories now and I'm like, cringe. It's so bad. Um, (laughs) but that's when like social media was just so like, it was just so fun and like lighthearted. And like, we were all just Mm -hmm. kind of like navigating it for the first time since it was a new thing in our culture. And then later, like Instagram followed, I got on there, like probably I was a little late. It was like 2015 before I got on Instagram. And then, um, I have a Twitter, don't really use it that much other than to like retweet things or get pop culture news. And then TikTok, I'm the same way. I don't really post, but I just kind of scroll through it um, and like watch funny videos. But I try to keep my social media use really lighthearted. I think um, it has revealed a lot about our culture, just nasty comments and things you see on like news stories and even just people's like posts. And um, even like on Facebook, people posting like a, novel of like a status about their life like as much as I love some of these people it's like come on it's you know like save that for your group chat with your friends or like go out to dinner with someone and like tell this story face to face I just I think there's a lot of oversharing and then also just nasty (laughs) behavior on social media so I try to like be I'm I'm there I'm present and kind of have to be as like a fitness professional and working also as a publicist I need to have a pulse on that but I try to keep it um, lighthearted and exist in the real world primarily. I like that feet on the ground, uh, eyeballs uh, yeah. gently in yeah. the social media world. Like a wallflower. Okay, Kelly, what about you? I like the wall. A lurker. Oh, Some of us right. call you a lurker too. On <laughs> Kelly, what's your experience with social, with social media? When do you start and where are you now? Yeah, I, so I actually just looked all the way back onto my first Instagram post, which was uh, November 2014. So also probably around the same time, David, Um, I was a little later, just kind of probably like looking on there, but I was a TIU girly, so tone it up. And that's why I started posting on Instagram. So it was like a total account before like that was a thing. And I remember trying to be kind of like secretive about it. Like I didn't follow any of my friends. I just like posted it as like accountability. And I will say they did a really good job of creating community that way um, through Instagram in the early days. Um, But I have since then unfollowed a lot of people that I followed in the very beginning because it's just not necessary. I don't, there's like people I just didn't know, don't have a connection to. So I've done a lot of unfollowing that's really helped my mental space and mental health. I will say I went on TikTok in 2020 during the pandemic. I was like living in Iowa with my niece and extended family. She was 13 at the time. So kind of taught me the ropes of TikTok and got me addicted. Um, I don't really post on there. I mostly just 
scroll and I do have a scrolling problem. So that's where I am <laughs> today. <laughs> it's not your fault, Kelly. It's algorithm. It's just <laughs> it's just so entertaining and I uh I need to put a limit on it. Their key performance indicator at TikTok is time on site. So like their whole, honestly, like their whole objective is to keep you yep. on the site longer. They're crushing it. They're <laughs> not at it. They're crushing it. Exactly. I guess I should answer the question too. Uh, yes, okay. So I had a, a name, obviously. Um, my first AOL in semester name was Tolulu4500 because my grandpa called me Tolula Bell. Okay. And then I got more sophisticated and made a new screen name that was uh, Gina Elizabeth, which was my born middle name, Elizabeth. But now my middle name is actually Anderson, but I make everyone call me both Anderson Cohen. Anyway, um, how much time do we have? <laughs> then I, I went, so I went to the University of Wisconsin in 2004 and our university got access to Facebook like right pretty, pretty early um, so I was on Facebook, like when it was just statuses and the status bar was Gina mm-hmm. is. Those um, were the days. Fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah. Photos were released like early in my college experience. So there is an accurate and way too prevalent photo history of my, uh, of my college debauchery on Facebook, but I have, I've made all those albums <laughs> private. Uh, <laughs> But they exist, and I am, like, drunk <laughs> yeah. like, in all of them. Um, and then um, Twitter came out when I was a junior in college. I remember it vividly. I got on Twitter in 2007. I just got – I actually, like, deleted my account um, this year. Whatever. Burn mm-hmm. it down. <laughs> and, then, and then Instagram – um, uh, Instagram is like my primary means of communication. Now, Twitter, I used to use a lot to talk about like the TV I was watching, um, which I very much enjoyed, but I did find that I had like a, a penchant for snark, um, on Twitter. And I, I feel like that's like not my personality, but when I was posting on Twitter, I was just like a meaner person, <laughs> but I think that's true. David, I think you were alluding to this. I think that's true of everybody. Like if it feels more anonymous, you're not like looking at someone in the face, watching them react to what you're saying. Oh, like yeah. people, even I, are I even meaner. I like on Twitter, like you were saying, I get a little snarky. You know, you th- like I'm trying to be like coy yeah. about something, and it maybe it's just coming across. Like who's yeah, on the other end? Like maybe the celebrity I'm tweeting about is reading it, and so um. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah, exactly. Like they might be. They're definitely their publicists are. They're putting it in a right. report for them. <laughs> <laughs> like and like your mean thing about their. Well, maybe you would, you would never, but like someone's mean thing about their like sparkly dress, not matching their eyeshadow is, is going to get on oh, yeah. their radar. Actually, uh, it's real people. And, and I think that also like lends itself to, to just like dehumanizing mm-hmm. each other, which is what, what we're kind of like talking about in general, like to even say like, Hey, this whole, this whole TikTok trend applies to all humans everywhere like that's not a Mm -hmm. human approach absolutely i I think in cases like that it's just like more it it feels like they're posting it just like a self-serving means so they can jump on the like the hashtag and the trend so they can get more followers and in the words of taylor swift it's like covert narcissism disguised as altruism so i think (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that i'll throw 
I'll throw a reference at you too. Uh, I really love the Netflix show um, Space Force. Okay. <laughs> um, Steve Carell, star- yeah. Starring Steve Carell. Uh, yeah. And also, I, I love that show. Season one is way better than season two, but I think it's because it was produced during COVID and they had to go like skeleton crew. Anyway, um, but uh, I forget the character's name, but it's the guy who plays um, on Parks and Rec. He plays like, uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. What's his name on Parks and Rec? He's, it's Ben Schwartz. Adam Scott's okay. not in Space Force, but he would be <laughs> great in Space Force. Okay. John Malkovich is in Space Force, you guys. Like, I'll never, oh. I'll never get over it. Um, okay, so Ben Schwartz, so he, the same guy who plays John Ralphio on Parks and Rec, he plays like this, uh, this like snarky Twitter guy um, who is the assistant to Steve Carell's character. None of this is important. What is important <laughs> is he explains like the premise of Twitter to Steve Carell's character as like, what you want to do on Twitter is own other brands. <laughs> like, like it's, it's basically mm-hmm. a bunch of that out there. Thank you for indulging me. I love it. All right. Now it's time for show and tell. (laughs) Let's share a tip, a resource, or an article to help listeners with navigating TikTok. David, do you have a tip, a resource, or an article to help our readers? My biggest tip would just be like, once you've, you know, discovered these trends and you're actually like at the gym seek out a trainer or like a group fitness class and like get that live human that's guiding you through exercise and your wellness journey um, so that you can get the most like out of it and do it safely and effectively. So yeah, once you're, once you're moving, go seek help. It's never like, never be ashamed to ask for help. Most people at the gym I find are very nice. So um front desk trainers, whoever it may be wants to help you out. Like working in a gym, I know for a fact that like anybody I see come in, if they would ask me a question, I am thrilled to help them because I am just happy people are taking um, positive steps for their health and well-being. I love that. Okay, Kelly, what about you? What's your tip? I was going to say something similar as is find a well, so I'm a community builder. So find a community. So like I found one on uh, originally, like I mentioned, tone it up. And then it, I found this well life. So find a community that you want to um, try new things with, because that's the best way to like, try something new, especially in the fitness space, and then try it with a friend. Um, so you feel like you're doing it together. Um, and I think like, that just helps with um, feeling confident in the gym, trying something new, going to a different studio. Um, is finding a community that will be supportive in that. Oh, I love that. And I love hearing you describe yourself as a community builder, Kelly, because you are. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Right? okay. I mean, that's like in my title. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like we should update it to like chief community architect. Like you're not even, you're not a builder. You're like making the plans, drawing the blueprints. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can do anything we want at a small life. Okay, so my my tip is uh, to remember. So there's an article on a sweat life um, by Chanel Kenner. I referenced it already, but it's called Why and How to Do a Social Media Detox, a weekly social media detox is what she recommends. But she actually references this incredible like scientific fact that uh, social media stimulates 
dopamine, like the transmitters in your brain that release dopamine. Um, So your brain is being stimulated, but it's an incomplete stimulus. So I would, my tip is to remember that social media is like saccharin. Um, It's not the real thing um, when it comes to social interactions and it leaves your soul or your body like craving the real thing. So remember, like if you're on social media and you feel yourself feeling like sad or lonely or disconnected, it's because you're not getting the real thing. You're not getting what you actually need, which is like person to person or person to people interactions. So use social media as a way to remember, like use social media as a way to connect, but disconnect so that you can actually get that, what you need, like the real, you know, carbs, sugar (laughs) in this, in this metaphor that you actually need, um, to fuel your body, your soul. I could not agree more. I think that's a great tip. Use it as a jumping off point and then go out in the world. (laughs) Send a DM to meet up. (laughs) Like don't, don't send a DM to have a whole interaction. All right, exactly. let's talk about something we're loving this week. It falls under food, friendship, fitness, or fun. David, what are you loving this week? Oh my gosh. Why was, why is this like the hardest question for me? Um, there's so many things that I'm loving I feel loving like you watch week. a lot of movies. <laughs> I, I know that about you. do watch a ton of movies. Um, gosh, what did I just see? Um <laughs> I really loved She Said, um, the new movie about the Harvey Weinstein um, case or like the the article that came out in the New York Times and the the two journalists who wrote the story. Really good movie. um, True story. Like, and like, not a feel good movie, but like really (laughs) enlightening. Like, I learned a lot. And, you know, it makes you just want to be a better, like, it just makes you want to hold the companies and you know industries accountable for like wrongdoing and change the system. Like I was like, how can I get involved in changing the system after seeing this movie? Like the journalists are amazing. You wanted to burn it all down. I, I was like, I want to be an investigative journalist. I was like, as much Ooh. as I love writing about TikTok trends, I'm like, I want to write about something really important now. So feel free to edit yeah. this, that sentence. Like too, I feel like I really was rambling there so you were not um, rambling and also do you want to like out the next i don't know like liver king or something on a sweat life just kidding (laughs) (laughs) kelly what are you loving this week um i'll also stick on the media um uh category i um watched the new like jonah hill documentary which is all about Mm -hmm. mental health and i I liked it, but what I really liked is their relationship. Like it was so cute. Like him and his therapist, they like just had this mutual respect for each other and love. And I was like, man, I thought that was a therapist. Like they just really like each other a lot. Um, so I thought it was, I, it was well done. Oh man. Okay. You both made my weekend viewing list. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, I might, if, if you need an alternative answer for me, Right now, I am obsessed with Wednesday on Netflix. Oh, yes. oh my God. Jenna Ortega is so good. Uh, so good. Perfect universe for Tim Burton to tackle. And I just love the whole message of like being yourself and staying in your own lane and not worrying about what other people think. Yeah. Um, I also love that it's kind of like 
uh, without age, you know, like, and you can watch it as an adult and be like, this is for me, but you also could see how a teenager would love it. Like, it's kind of like Gossip Girl, but gothic. It's like Gossip Girl meets Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I'm obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Um, this is, we're, we're recording this in December. This episode will go live or is live as you're listening to it in January. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, we're going to date ourselves with these references, but still we want to hear what you love. And my thing I'm loving this week will also date this episode, but the notes were, this is, people hate it, but I kind of love it. The notes feature was <laughs> released on Instagram this week, and I used it uh, <laughs> in a fun experiment. Here's why I loved it. Um, yesterday, I posted to notes, or like two nights ago, because it lasts 24 hours. I posted to notes, like, DM me, and I'll pull you a tarot card <laughs> just to see if people would DM me. And I'm into woo-woo, so why not? Um, and so I was, I was like every couple of hours I would check in and I'd have a couple of DMs from people and I'd pull them tarot cards and like see if they, uh, resonated with the thing I pulled or not. And that's how I spent, you know, like my breaks yesterday. I think that's so cute. I didn't even know that. I clearly, I have not been on social media enough this week. I need to check out these notes on Instagram. Bop into your DMs on your personal handle. It's okay. it's not available yet to creators or brands, but it is available to personal profiles um, at the time of this recording. So if you bop into your DMs, you can leave a note. So you can ask people. People are saying things like, what can I do for you this week? Or what do you need help with? Like it's cute little questions that people that. are posing to each other, which is a fun way to use it. Yeah, I like oh, that. Positive social media. Yes. Yes. <laughs> use it for good. Okay, this has been another episode of We Got Goals, which is in a sweatlife.com production. David, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Kelly, thanks as always for your companionship on these episodes. <laughs> thank you to Ryan Deffitt for editing, to Ryan Baraduga for video production. And thanks to you, our listeners, for downloading, subscribing, doing all of the things that you do, like rating and reviewing uh, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks, David. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was fun. 